Alright, Watcher Radio representing East Coast Live Radio out of New York. Uh, whoa, I am not in freaking New York. Where am I? Alan, where am I? You're in Florida. I'm in Florida. Yeah, watch. Oh, it sounds so horrible. Watch radio representing East Coast, representing Florida. All right, praise God. This is Watcher Radio. We are uh, broadcasting. Uh, Wolfenstein, are you on? I'm here. We got the Wolfenstein, Alan. Uh, we're going to hey, be touching Richard. on a broadcast here today called uh, No Peace in the Land, which is pretty self-explanatory. And we're just going to go over uh, what we believe is going on prophetically, and what we believe is going on spiritually, and what we believe is going on delusionally, okay? So there's a lot of little subcategories to cover here, but as long as you know, and we think we know, uh, we've been doing this a long time, uh, we've been through different movements, we've seen real revivals, we've seen God break out, we see God move and healing and deliverance and repentance, and um, that's not really going on as much. Now, I'm not saying there's little drips and drabs going on. There is. However, from the leadership top down, uh, there's a real problem going on. And a lot of people in the leadership from the top up are getting swayed along into semi-delusional and just all-out delusional doctrines which are perverting and becoming a kind of flying the ointment and a kind of little bit of leaven, and that is destroying the entire lump. And we're going to go over some of that today and the importance in this hour to be locked in to the truth. It's so important, and I've seen many swept away into weird doctrines right now. I don't want to name them. Um, but I might. So, uh, we have our new segment, which is called Doomsday Dad. Alan, are you even here with us? I am here. Oh, Alan's here. Uh, we got our Doomsday. We're going to check in with Doomsday Dad for the first time. Uh, so let's uh, get the Doomsday Dad intro. And we're going to see what's going on because he kind of crab trees out there and finds out and drags back to us because I he's good at it, Doomsday Dad. Well, he'll find... You know, what's going on with certain... Are they rumors? Are they not rumors? That's the key. We got to pray about some of these things because we're in an uncertain time. There's a lot of uncertainty. And uh, the enemy will send out certain uh, false flags and psyops on us to get us uh, not thinking the right thing at the right time. So we got to be homed in. And we also got to pray about a lot of things that are happening and a lot of things that we're hearing um, I saw recently some weird things going on in Antarctica, a lot of weird things going on. So without further ado, uh, let's uh, get uh, Doomsday Dad's intro. Stand by.
Doomsday Dad, you there? All right. I think Doomsday's intro blew him right out of the water. Where is he? I was going down to my basement. Oh. All right, this is uh, the introduction to the Doomsday Dad segment where we rifle him in every now and then and to try to get a feel on what's going on in the different different seg- segments of what we call, you know, the worldwide web of Christianity, which includes a lot of conspiracy, which in, which includes a lot of truth. And uh, you gotta got to weigh it out a little bit, don't you? So uh, in the old days, we used to call it prophetic smack because there was so much of it going on and people wanted that shot of it every week and uh, usually mounted to nothing. But, and the hour that we're in, there's probably a lot more truth out there. Isn't that right, Doomsday Dad? You ha- what have you been hearing out there? Well, one thing that's concerned me is the bankruptcy of FTX, the cryptocurrency fund. And it's being reported on multiple sites that um, apparently foreign aid money that was earmarked for Ukraine somehow got laundered through Ukraine to FTX. And those funds which they basically, which were depositors' funds, were given to Democrats. So, in other words, Sam Friedman, uh, let me get his name, he uses his mother's maiden name and his his father's surname. Uh, Sam, uh, let's see, Fried is his last name. Uh, so apparently he's holed up in a hotel in the Bahamas. This was a reporter late last night. He, his father, and his two colleagues, because they're trying to go from the Bahamas to a location like Dubai, which has no extradition. So apparently, FTX was used by the Democrats, or the deep state, or whatever you want to call these people, um, as as a money laundering operation. And Ukraine has been, you know, since 2014, Ukraine's been used, uh, the country's been used by... This country, NATO, is a money laundering operation, um, etc. So apparently, as I said, funds were transferred to. Seems that the aid to Ukraine somehow gets to FTX. FTX kicked it back to the Democrats, and uh, you know, if you're wondering why certain races went the way they went, is because uh, hundreds of millions of dollars were. Uh, transferred to uh, candidates and uh, political action committees. So this, um, was, this was a circle, circle jerk of uh, money just flowing into the Libtard party. We have Sam Bankman Freed, um, the fifth largest political donor, a 30-year-old uh, head of a cryptocurrency. He's fifth overall, but second only to George Soros in Democratic contributions. So, uh, like you said, uh, as, as we uh, things are start to become um, become apparent, as um, you know, evil is being uh, shown. You know, God said, not, you know, nothing evil under the sun will not be exposed, and it, you know, stuff like this is being exposed. Um, also, I think Michael Savage posted this posted an interesting photo today. Sam Bankman-Fried having a sort of like an off-the-record symposium in the Bahamas, and guess who's on stage with him? Tony Blair, former Prime Minister of Britain, and Bill Clinton. Why am I not surprised? Um, it seems like, you know, this is a, an interesting way to uh, uh, fund the Democrats by using a cryptocurrency through, uh, through uh, using the um, stealing money Supposedly used for uh, to uh, help the Ukraine uh, tax, you know, our money, your money, my money, Alan's money, and um, it's being right. used to 
warp uh, the outcome in the uh, race. All right, that's pretty doomsday-ish, but yeah, what, that's like a level three doomsday. Do you have anything um, on the level of like, hey, we're in doomsday mode? Yeah, uh, there was a, there's, a, there's been video and a report coming out of uh, Poland that uh, trainloads of military gear are being um, being shipped through Poland and they're headed towards Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad is this little um, uh, enclave, uh, part of Russia. It's in between Poland and uh, one of the Baltic states. And that's where a large military base is. About a million people, I think, live in Kaliningrad. And uh, trainloads of Russian, uh, rather NATO armor and military gear have been moving towards Poland and really very close to Kaliningrad. So that's concerning. Wow, um, that's, that's doomsday no, level no, six. Yeah. But there's Uh-oh. no, um, you know, there's no de-escalation um, in this situation in Ukraine. It just keeps getting, you know, it seems like both sides keep ramming up and ramping up. And, um, you know, at some point, unfortunately, it could be a, an outbreak. All right. So where do you feel we are in the doomsday clock? Are we getting close to midnight here? Yeah, I think we're there. It just, I think we're on a holding pattern right now, but it's very close. And, um, you know, we see Joe Biden now going to meet with Xi Jinping tomorrow. That should be interesting. Uh, I don't know what... I, Anything, any uh, weird mythical things going on? Mysterious uh, manifestations? I saw some stuff in Antarctica people were sending me. Are you on to that, Doomsday Dad? Or Antarctica is a very interesting place because only a certain amount of people can be there at, all, at any one time. I believe like 40,000 scientists and, I guess, um, people that are there to uh, service the facilities there. But there's all types of stuff. You know, we've heard about Operation High Jump after World War II. Okay. And, uh, Admiral Byrd is in encounter with uh, saucer-type craft, and they basically went there because <clears throat> Germany had a base there, and... Uh, they went down to see what was going on, and they they lost a lot of planes, and they had to hightail it out of there very quickly. So, it's it's a mysterious place. There's all types of rumors there of what goes on, and um, yeah. So, Doomsday Dad, what what is your forecast? Don't look good, right? Well, uh, you try to be positive, and you know you try to rely on the Lord, but um, at the same time, Don't look you know good. you keep yeah. an eye on things, and. Um, yeah, the, the 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 situation in Ukraine, as I said, just continues to smolder, and it's not it's not de-escalating. It seems to be escalating, uh, but very quietly. And what's concerning is mainstream media doesn't even talk. Is very little is being disclosed by the mainstream media. All right, praise God. Thank you for joining us for the uh, Doomsday Dad segment. I think it was awesome. What did you think, Alan? It went very well from the yeah. basement. I learned uh, something. I, I, I learned something. Was, Thank you. Along, yeah. Something along the line of uh, troops in Canada, Chinese troops in Canada, but we, I guess that's not No, he, he went into a different level today. It was like a different level of Doomsday. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us today, Doomsday Dad. Just one thing to add. It's like, yeah. you see what with this cryptocurrency actually that that fund actually filed for bankruptcy but you know hundreds of millions god only knows how much money has been has been just now disappeared and there'll be no way to chase it trace it so it's really it's just more of more people you know the lawless lawless people getting away with things and there's no way to stop them at this point that's what's concerning thank you sir thank you for reporting in today it was awesome 
Thank you. We we'll see you next week. Possibly, yes. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Richard. Have a good Thank day, you, Alan. Thank you. All right, so that was Doomsday Dad. Uh, I, you know what? It was pretty informative. I actually learned something, which is kind of weird. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, yeah, a new scam by the ruling party. Yeah, and he's on to that. The freaking libtards did it again. They've been rifling in air money into all their campaigns, trying to bash out the truth, to bash out conservatism, because they want to keep slaying the baby. They want to keep perverting little children and keep cutting their genitals off. That's all they care about. If they can do that, they're real happy. But they're then they're coming after you. Yeah. All right, so do we lose Martinstein? I'm here. You're here? All right, so. Of course. All right, I want to go over some scripture. I think that's important. And uh, I want to touch on, um, there's a lot of, uh, right now, feeling that evil is prevailing. And I want to go over the reason why, okay, because it didn't always used to be this terrifying. And um, they're trying to make this a referendum on Trump. It's not. Uh, Trump's, if all the polling was correct on all his candidates, and they psyoped us with the news of the red wave, it was they, they, they knew the fix was in. So what they did was they did their massive ballot harvesting combination with the Dominion software combination with backdooring ballots in by shutting cameras off and whatever they got to do. These people are so lusting after power. And the reason is not to just keep slaying the baby and cutting off the baby's genitalia, but they also want to terrorize you. They really get horny, like sexual aroused from uh, terrorizing Christianity uh, terrorizing anyone that wants to live godly. And um, they get off on it. It's like they drink their wine and, ah, you know, they love it. So this is the seed of Satan in these people, and they like it. And you can't sit here and tell me, well, we just need prayer for them because... No, they already had a chance at the gospel, and they're not biting at it. Okay, what do you got to do? Make a movie and show the gospel of Christ to them on the big screen? Oh, wait a minute. That was done already. What else we got? What else has to be done? How many Gideon Bibles are free at, the, at any room in the world that you could just reach Lots. over? You think the gospel was just available in the first century church? Too much is given, much accountable? Don't you believe that's true? So... I want to go over how the hedge is coming down, and it starts from the top up in the leadership in Christianity. The era of the David Wilkerson's, the era of the preaching of tempered mortar that will sustain you in the hour of a storm is withering away. And the cake bake flim flam flippy flappers are out there preaching hyper grace. And the flim-flam, delusional doctrines of damnable twitwits are out there 
getting everybody locked into blowing horns and trying to grow a beard using Rogaine on their face. And then they run around and blowing horns. And ironically, a lot of these are in the area where the great revivals were in 1953, 1955. Uh, they called them the, the healing crusades, the great healing crusades. They put up a tent and they'd go to the simplicity of the gospel. They'd say, hey, the gospel's easy. Repent and believe and do the exploits of Christ. And all you gots to do is believe Mark 16. And we're going to do the exploits and cast out the devils and heal the sick and preach the gospel of Christ in a very simple formatted way. No, that wasn't good enough for them. They're saying that is paganistic because the name Jesus is used. And that's paganistic because they're not somehow honoring a Shabbat Shalom or something. You know, it's just crazy. And you know what? Paul said, my preaching is backed up by power. So when you look at the preaching that's going on today, is it backed up with that level of power that we saw in the great tent revivals? No, it's not even a hair of that. I mean, it's unbelievable. I saw somebody recently was at one of these hillbilly Hebrew rallies running around and they said a great miracle happened. We prayed for somebody and a spider bite got less red. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, we had a woman at our meeting, entire tumors came out of her breast, which were going to be removed the next day. Her name is Vicky. Next day, gone. That's the type of miracles you want. Just because the spider bite is less red doesn't mean that you're entering in to the great power and the authority of the gospel of Christ because the greater works ye shall do is not less redness of a spider bite. Marty, is that the greater works? Am I missing it? Am I being too critical? Well, no. It's actually we got to really zone in on target what's happening because the focus is on the external rather than on that which is the spirit and the anointing of God, where God's grace is moving by the Spirit and power, as Paul mentioned. You know, he didn't come with uh, external things like blowing horns and wearing tassels. And he came with the power of the gospel of Christ and a demonstration of that power, which they do not have, by the way. They have no clear demonstration. Well, you don't think the spider bite the being less... What about the spider bite being less red? Well, that's just kind of a pseudo uh, sign. That's just something made up, you know, something that can be faked. But like you're saying, like lumps disappearing out of a breast, that, that cannot be faked. That's a, a real demonstration Back of up the by medical reports. of God. Right. Yeah, so you know what we have here is we have a group of people that have uh, abandoned the faith once delivered and are embracing now uh, the law uh, trying to come under Judaism, trying to be perfected by the flesh. You know, Paul talked about it, you know, having begun in the spirit, you're now perfected in, in the flesh. You know, you're going to, you're going to, these weak beggarly elements, you know, the new moons and moon festivals and, you know, basically trying to Judaize the church, those who have become free in Christ, and they want to bring them back under bondage, Paul talked about. 
But maybe, you know, Rich, maybe we should look at that, what Paul had to say about this whole, um, what he called a perversion of the gospel of Christ. You know, and that's, we, we need to examine that. Uh, I think it was, what, Galatians, Galatians chapter 1. He said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Right. So, you know, let's, let's look at that. What is Paul saying there, that they would pervert the gospel of Christ by coming out from under the grace of God back under the bondage of the law and think, actually think that they could snub their nose at the sacrifice of Christ and the blood shed at Calvary that redeemed them, snub their nose and thumb their nose at that, and then embrace and go back under the bondage of the law. It's quite so interesting. It's quite interesting that you're Hebrew and so is uh, Alan. Alan, the last time I checked, you're a Persian Jew, aren't you? Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you want to strap a box to your head or blow a horn? I do not want to stra- okay. uh, strap a box do to fill in or uh, wear a talit or blow a shofar. No, I, w- I would rather repent, worship God, cast out devils, and heal the sick. Amen. Yeah, Alan's helped me in doing meetings, which we're going to be doing down here in Florida. Alan's going to be flying down. John Ramirez is going to be helping us set up downtown Jacksonville. We're renting a hall. Uh, so we're going to be doing mass deliverance. If you want to see what Mark 16 is all about, uh, about doing the exploits of Christ, literally getting people to confess their sins, even if it's in a superficial way, God will take it, especially if they're non-believers. And uh, if they'll just confess their sins and the sins of the forefathers, or their personal iniquities, these spirits will begin to come out of them. They come out fussing and gargling and biting and squealing. Uh, we used to have an elevator over in Huntington when we did mass deliverance crusades. Alan would help me there. We used to throw the demon person manifesting on the elevator, sending them into the basement, and we'd have a team down there. Because the demons scream so much, they try to create a, uh, a block. They get everybody focused on the screaming. It's like a psyop, a demon psyop. But we're on to it. We put the screamers down in the basement. So, yeah, they come out screaming. But the key is doing healing and deliverance in mass way. Doing it in the, in the realm of preaching repentance. That means we got to be living it or we go down, like Paul says. So here's the deal, folks. You're looking at satanic libtards get their spunk back. You're like, why do they have mojo? I'll tell you why. Because the hedge in this country is beginning to dwindle away. Um, I'll go over Isaiah 5.5. I've done shows on this before in the past over the years, but it's always refreshing to take a look because God has not changed. The only thing God has changed is made the covenant easier uh, for you. And the holies of holies has been opened to you. The veil's been ripped open. And I got news for you. The covenant is easier, but the covenant also has requirements. Everybody thinks it's hyper grace. It's not. 
You have the grace to bring you in, to farm you in, but you're expected to walk it out. It's just the way it is. You're not going to make it in hyper grace. God loves me anyway. I do what I want. No, you, Listen, God will love you, but I used to love her, but I had to kill her. Is coming up for you. You have to come out of the sin and walk the line. And I know you, you just people want to walk the line whatever way you want to walk it. I got news for you. It's not going to work. And because the leadership is walking a crooked line, a lot of the people under them are walking a crooked line. And this is going. This is the spawning of the hedge coming down in this country because this country is one big ship. And when you got rebellion in the ship, when you got a Jonah in the ship, the ship, Everybody's affected, are they not? Did everybody get affected because of Je- Jonah's rebellion? Ask yourself. What did they have to do to bring the calm to the storm in that ship, Alan? I think they put Jonah's feet in the water or they just threw him in after he confessed and then the storm stopped, something like that. They tossed out the rebellion. Right? Yeah. The rebellion has to be tossed out and dealt with. It has to be tossed into a place where it can be brought to a place of repentance, a dark place. We should be praying for, in a way for these dark places to come on some. And I know you're like, wow, that's not right. Must give grace to everybody so you might receive it. Well, I got news for you. Going through a storm is grace. If that storm is set to bring you to a place of repentance, that's grace. There's a difference between judgment and wrath. Everybody doesn't get the concept between judgment and wrath. Judgment is kind of the grace of God. If you're going through a chastisement or storms are coming your way and God has allowed it and he's trying to bring you to a place of getting on your knees and repenting, that could be a good thing. Expect yourself to be on a good path if you comply to the way God wants you to interact with his word. However, when we rebel to that and we continually go down the crooked path, it can leer over to the realm of the wrath of God, which we don't want. Nobody wants that. However, Peter does say, if you read the epistles, uh, completely warns everybody that we should fear, because many of them that fell, uh, fell because they fell out of the goodness of God's grace. And that could happen. We don't want know where that, you know, A. Allen talked about this in God's a Killer, that grace line. You don't know where it is. And do you want to find out? Do you Are you willing to test it and find out? We know some people that tested it too many times, and now they're in delusions, literally. They're sleeping with ghosts. I mean, do you want that? Uh, Alan, do you want that? I don't want that. I want to... I want to have a tender heart toward God. I want to stay close to him and do the word and quickly repent when I slip. Amen. All right, Isaiah 5.5. 5. The Lord says, now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge and it will be destroyed. I will break down its walls and it will be trampled. Now understand here, that when God has not changed, I think we can agree, the covenant has become easier, but the covenant levels have been upscaled. Everybody thinks the gospel's easier. Not necessarily. 
Not necessarily because Jesus upped our walk because they tested Jesus and he came out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you, if you even lust now, that's adultery. Whoa. You see what I'm saying? He went over the divorce issue and they didn't like that, particularly telling them that the bill of divorcement was out of the hardness of their heart that it was written to them. Whenever something's given to you out of the hardness of your heart, generally not good. I hate to tell you, it's generally not good. So, and then they went on to say, is anyone going to make it? And, and Jesus said, well, what's it, it's possible with God. We have to rely on God. I get it. But we got to walk in the humility of the gospel. We got to walk in true repentance that are really the fruits of it, not superficial word repentance. Now, here's the deal. If lust of the eyes now is adultery, that's a problem, especially online today with these Facebook reels, women are gyrating around on there. These are all snares to young believers. This is a sign of the end times, folks. And I got news for you. Jesus upscaled other things in Scripture, particularly our heart, where if we're holding any hatred or variances or contempt or anger towards someone, he said, well, that's murder. So you see what I'm saying? You see how it has gone up a notch in certain areas. And they're all prevalent upon you because you are now the temple of God. You have to walk it out as you're the temple and how you're going to maintain the temple of God and what you're going to do to correct and repair the temple of God. So this hedge being ripped down is God saying, enough, I'm allowing judgment. I'm allowing judgment to come into the land. Why? Why was judgment brought into land? When you read about Sennacherib ripping down Samaria, when you read about uh, Nebuchadnezzar ripping up Judah, this was set up to bring God's people to a place of repentance because they were walking in disobedience. And I got news for you. Look at Manasseh. Manasseh was the most wicked king in the world. Why is it in Scripture when the most wicked king that slayed the most babies, shed the most innocent blood, which God hated and would not pardon, by the way, it says? How was he able to get right with God? A hook was put in his nose and he was ripped out of Judah and dragged up to Babylon, locked up in a cell, but he started to do something. In that cell, he began to cry out to God. He began to get on his knees. And go into covenant with God. And say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm sorry. I made those mistakes. God restored him, loosed him, and he was restored to his kingship. Did you know that? So, that is the format. Go from a Manasseh to a David style of Psalms 51 repentance. And I got news for you. When you're hardened in sin, when you go into the deceitfulness of sin, like Hebrew warns. Hebrew says, be warned of the deceitfulnesses of sin, that you're not hardened in them, meaning there's a searing coming onto your conscience. And once that happens, it's much harder to break up that, that fallow ground in your life. You don't want to get to that place. But we're looking at satanic libtards getting mojo, and you're like, how is this happening? God does say, 
that he'll remove the hedge when there's disobedience in the land. And these vipers come in. These scoundrels come in. Trying to get the church back on track. Trying to get the church back into the simplicity of the gospel. 2 Kings 9.22. When Joram saw Jehu, he, he asked, Have you come in peace, Jehu? Jehu responded, How can there be any peace in the land as long as the idolatry and the witchcraft of your mother, Jezebel, is around? There you go. There's a lot there to touch on, and I want to go to the table here with Alan and Marty to touch on this. But um, if we know there's witchcraft and rebellion, and that was the leadership, by the way. Many of you don't focus on the fact that Jezebel was in leadership. Ahab was in the lineage of the kingship. However, he brought in rebellion. Let's face it, Jezebel was probably good-looking. Well, I think we can pretty much get, gather that. And her seduction power lured him into this place uh, which he allowed this unbalance in leadership. And then she began to set up witchcraft, uh, whore, uh, temple whore, uh, Balaam sacrifice, which was witchcraft, by the way. Many don't realize when uh, Elijah was on the run. There was a threat from Jezebel on him, which was not just a threat. It was witchcraft. They were doing sacrifices against him. That's why he was getting some hits. Some witch, That's why he was a little shattered and disgruntled at that time. The witchcraft of, of Jezebel was being focused on him. If you're not dead by this time tomorrow, there were threats on him, and she was using witchcraft. She was a witch. And there's witchcraft in the church. There's this same unbalance in the leadership today. When you look at a lot of the leadership, you did not see this 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And because you had a proper balance in ministry at the tops in the leadership of ministry, this trickled on down to the pastorship, the uh, street ministries, the children ministry, everything under the leadership of that ministry had more power, had more authority, and had more sustaining force. And the salt was not le- losing its savor because salt is a preserver. If there's ever a time this country needs a preserving factor, is getting the remnant of the church back to the focus of the gospel and not steamrolled along into weird doctrines of hyper grace overload osis once saved always saved beard growing horn blowing out in the woods but getting back to the simplicity of the gospel which is quite easy alan isn't the gospel kind of easy yeah um, love repent love god love people help the poor worship god uh yeah it's simple that's that's a lot of it amen did you have anything to add to this verse in second kings nine twenty two, where jehu said there's no peace when there's witchcraft in the land um, yeah, basically, witchcraft seems to me to be the art of uh, offering blood to Satan in exchange for uh, demons doing your will. So if witchcraft is in the land, and especially among leadership, then uh, basically demons have free reign, especially if the people aren't repenting or worshiping God, they are helpless, and the land uh, starts to turn into a third world uh, crime-ridden cesspool. 
And that's what's yeah. happening right now with the well, southern border open. Amen. You made me think about also Jezebel was doing sacrifices. Uh, the children were being slayed. Wouldn't that be equivalent to modern-day abortion with these satanic libtards? Yes, and praise God. Yeah, you know, every politician that is uh, pro-choice is basically offering a deal with Satan to offer blood to Satan in exchange for a senatorship or a seat in the House of Representatives or in a state house. So uh, thank God, praise God, that uh, abortion is no longer enforced as as offered in all 50 states. But the so-called blue states are still havens for it. So we're going to get those two. Amen. Yeah, Marty, what do you have to say about this uh, baby slaying? Uh, why do they have such a lust to slay the babies? Well, it's obviously blood being offered up on the uh, satanic altar, you know, and uh, to desecrate the things of God. And, um, you know, there's a lot the scriptures talk about the shedding of innocent blood. But uh, it's interesting you brought up, you know, about the uh, the witchcraft. You know, let's look at what Paul said about that in Galatians 3. He said, oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you there you go so there paul was saying paul was saying that the, the galatian church was being brought under witchcraft it was being bewitched that was the word he used you're taking and this he, a, you're taking this a little further was, that you're you're saying that even these false doctrines that are perverting the gospel fall under that umbrella yeah form of witchcraft let's look at what paul said about it he said oh foolish galatians first of all he calls the galatian church foolish that's what we see now we have a foolish church and he goes on to say, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? They've, they've wandered from the truth of Christ, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. So here Paul's bringing it back to the cross. And he's saying, okay, the gospel is the cross, it's the shed blood. Who hath bewitched you that you would leave that? the atoning blood of Christ, and that you would come under another gospel, that you would pervert the gospel of Christ, and uh, that's what we have going on. And, and you, you talked about the hedge coming down. At the same time, because of all this bewitchment, and of course we have this hardcore witchcraft going on in the world, but at the same time the enemy is bewitching the church, like the Galatian church. And they're being bewitched with what? Well, you know, blowing horns, keeping new moon festivals, um, osis, once saved, always saved, all these perversions of the true gospel of Christ and the gospel of repentance and salvation through the atoning blood. So if Satan knows if he can get you out from under the grace of God and the gospel of Christ into something that is a perversion, that he's bewitching the church and bringing the church into rebellion. And once the church itself comes under that rebellion of witchcraft, that's when the enemy has a field day, and that's what we're seeing. And uh, Paul went on to say, he said, This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? So Paul brings it down to this dichotomy. Okay, did you come into salvation? Did you come into the power of God? Did you come into the things of the Spirit by the hearing or the works of the law? or by hearing the faith once delivered, which brought you into relationship with Christ? Was it the blowing, blowing some horn? Or was it uh, speaking in Hebrew? 
Or was it coming under the law or trying to keep the Torah? Did that bring you into relationship with Christ? Did that bring you forgiveness of sins and new life in Christ? No. So Paul's like dealing with this witchcraft, he calls it, having departed from the faith once delivered and coming back under the bondage, that Paul used that word, of the law and the Torah, where you're trying to be perfected by the keeping of the law rather than by the grace of God through the shed blood of Christ. And uh, one thing that stood out to me, Rich, is when you were saying about the hedge coming down, I think there's two things happening simultaneously. God's pulling down the hedge because of this witchcraft in his house where multitudes of ministries and ministers have left and departed from the simplicity of the gospel of Christ to preach another gospel where they're perverting the gospel of Christ. And it doesn't matter whether it's coming back under the law of Moses, the Torah, you know, wearing, you know, yarmulkes and blowing horns, or whether it's hyper grace where you're saying that uh, you're once saved, always saved, and there's no consequence for sin, or whether you're into the dominion theology and, you know, that God's saving entire countries and, you know, we're going to reach the whole world and present the kingdom to God. You know, all of these are delusions. They're strong delusions, and they're another gospel that has come into the land, and at the same time, the hedge is being brought down by God. At the same time, the grace of God has lifted off the church and off the ministries that once moved in the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit with signs and wonders following. Now, where do we see an outpouring of the grace and ministry of Christ with supernatural signs and wonders on a large scale in America today. I had so many relationships I was in with anointed men of God who had not only the call of God, but had the anointing of the Holy Spirit where signs and wonders were taking place and the power of God was being poured out. Now, I would say just about all of them have departed from that into one of these, what Paul called a perversion of the gospel of Christ. So Paul was saying that you're perverting the gospel. It's not only another gospel, but you're taking the gospel of Christ and you're perverting it into a different gospel that cannot save, that cannot produce the grace of God, that cannot produce the signs and wonders that we did see at one time in this nation. So, yeah, Rich, at the same time, the, yeah. the hedge is being torn down. At the same and, and this time, adds, the grace of God. This is in the mixing pot. For all, everything you said is in the mixing pot for this. And this is the importance of getting back of reconciliation for the power of God to be flowing in all these ministries is to get back to the simplicity of the gospel and just do the exploits that have always worked. And, you know, I told Alan earlier, you know, don't fix what ain't broken. And I know ain't in a word, but I like it. And if it's worked and it's simple, why complicate things? You know, everything Marty said must have been going or going on in the days when Paul was going from church to church and traveling and he did a lot of traveling. And um, he did a great warning to uh, the Colossians, the church he established. These Judaizers were, were pumping around over there. And the same gospel, this weird gospel, was going around there. 
And they were trying to impregnate the believers that they needed to be under ordinances. For some reason, this perverts the mind of the simplicity of the gospel and wipes people out. For some reason, I don't know why, but it does. Everything Marty just said is true. And uh, Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, check it out. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you. Who is anyone? There must have been Judaizers going around. And uh, it says, don't let anyone judge you for not keeping any regard to religious festivals, any new moon celebration, or Sabbath. Don't let them... Don't let them judge you for not keeping, it says. Not having any regard for them. Meaning, there were folks impregnating the mind of of the simplicity of the gospel believers that had that simplicity of the gospel in them and preached to them. And there were others saying, no, 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 no. You must perform this. You must keep the feasteth. You must celebrate the Shabbat Shalometh on this day and this hour. And for some reason, this was becoming a twisted malfunction in the simplicity of the gospel. That's going on today in a great level. Hey, Rich, uh, by the way, it says in Colossians 2, verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the attrition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. When you're not after Christ, when any Christian is not after Christ, they've been spoiled. And spoiled is a word that denotes being robbed and of that which is valuable. So when Jesus said, follow me, and we see him preach the kingdom of God and cast out devils and heal the sick and uh, preach repentance, when we depart from that, we are spoiled. We are robbed and May we not do that. Amen. Right. Yeah, that's a good one, Alan. Matthew 24, verse 12. Um, well, you know, Paul, Paul summed it up. Listen to this, what he said here. He said, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Well, free from what? Free from the bondage of the law. And he, and he went on to say, and be not entangled again with the yoke of of bondage. Now, Paul's talking right there about getting entangled again back under Judaism. So he's talking about this liberty that we had. We don't hear too much about that today, that we've been made free from the law. We have this liberty, this freedom that Christ has purchased for us. And Paul's saying, stand fast, therefore, in this liberty. And then he went on to say, and be not entangled again. Now, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing brethren who were set free, and they were standing fast in this liberty, but now they're being entangled again. Under what? Under the bondage of the law, what they call keeping the Torah. Well, show me in Scripture where God is telling uh, the church to keep the Torah. Because Paul was saying it's bondage, and it will bring you out of the grace of God. And Paul talked about that, you know, you have fallen from grace. And he actually said that Christ has become of no effect unto you. Listen to this. Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law. Ye are fallen from grace. Now listen, if we're saved by grace through faith, and you fall from grace, 
You have done lost your salvation. You're now preaching another gospel. You're a cursed anathema. And that's what Paul went on to say. He went on to talk about this great curse that comes upon those who preach this other gospel. You know, and I think that was in what? Galatians chapter 1. He, he talked about which is not another gospel, but there be some that trouble you who would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So here now, Paul is pronouncing a curse upon these people. Then he went on to the next verse. He says, as we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So Paul brought the curse twice in a row. And he said, that's what, which I said, I now say again. I'm going to emphasize that if you do this, if you preach this other gospel, if you pervert the gospel of Christ by mixing any of the law into the grace of God and into the atoning blood, if you pollute, I, I, got, it, I, I got something from the Holy Spirit. I feel an anointing right now. If you pollute in any way the blood of Jesus Christ, the atoning of blood, with trying to mix it with the law, then Paul talks about that you are going to come under this tremendous curse of God for doing so. You will be wow. a curse, the neck of this. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Marty's that's what hit, we're seeing happening. Marty's hit, hitting home with Go us, ahead. and I got news for you. Um, it says in, in Matthew 24, verse 11, and, uh, you know, this is the key, folks. We're in the, we're in the end days, and this is why you're seeing such an, up, an uptick and delusions. And this is what we touched on in the beginning of the broadcast when you're seeing satanic libtards seem to have mojo and to seem to have some satanic sheen on them is basically because the power of the hedge is being lifted. And that comes from the top down in the leadership of Christianity because Christianity is the salt of the earth. Just look outside your door right now and look at the earth around you. Salt is a preserving factor. It has power to preserve, kill bacteria as a disinfectant, to cure. And when it's losing its savor factors, it's good for nothing. And we don't want to be a part of the good for nothingness of what the gospel could become. And I say that gospel word loosely there because like Marty said, it's a perverted one in many factors. It's not necessarily the simplicity of the, the root of the real gospel, but a replacement. So we want to come out of these replacements, get under the simplicity of the gospel, come out to the meeting in Jacksonville we're going to be setting up, witness the power of God flowing, mass deliverance and healing, demons cast out. And you'd be like, wow, okay, so it is that simple. Really? Yeah. And stay in that. Stay where the power is backing up the doctrine. That's the key. Paul said, what I'm teaching, what I'm showing you is backed up by power. I got news for you. When we do a meeting, the power of God is falling heavily. Now, Mark 11, 24, 11. And many false prophets shall rise up and they shall deceive many. That word false prophet, you could just put teaching there. False teaching, false prophetic people, false whatever, false doctrines is all under that umbrella of that word right there. And many, many translations do say that. 
false teaching. So what Marty was just saying and Alan just said is the key. Are there many false teachings, false prophetic unctions going around in the land right now? Are they on a rise? Yes or no question, and it's rhetorical. Yeah, there are. So if that's the case, do you want to be a part of the deceived many? Because Jesus said that. Shall deceive many. That's a pretty powerful message. Do you want to be in the deceived? I got this for you. You can come out of deceived many. You can come back to the simplicity of the gospel. And be, everything Marty just laid out is kind of frightening. Uh, you know, when you read it, it's saying that. And if it's saying that, that could be a problem. So do we want to be under the umbrella of a cursed doctrine? Do you, does Alan want to be under the umbrella of a cursed doctrine? No. Alan keeps it simple. Marty keeps it simple. Come back to the proper place. It's all rooted in walking out your walk, Galatians 5, 19 to 21, putting sin away from you and seeking God daily and walking it out and a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ Amen. is your Shabbat Shalom. That's right. Hallelujah. You should be in Shabbat Shalom every day. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. He is the Relate, Sabbath. Relationship. Amen. Uh, I want to go over Second Timothy real quick. I want to move a little along here because, unfortunately, you got to admit, Paul did nail this. And uh, I think we're seeing a lot of this manifest. And I want to go around to you guys and just touch on, what, are you seeing any of these factors on a rise? Because why did Paul warn us about it? Because he said, understand this, that in the last days, I believe we're here, we're in it. There will be, like Marty's website, perilous times coming, difficult times coming, for the people will be lovers of self. Now, understand today, and I remember my generation, Generation X coming up, the 90s and whatnot, everybody wanted to work. Everybody was two jobs. Everybody wanted to get a house, nice car. Wanted to, we saw our parents, how they worked, and they wanted to work. We liked working. You used to sit in traffic to get to work and you feel you had to work more and you were saving up money. You wanted to buy stuff. You wanted to have a family and, and get things accomplished in your life. Not that you were being a lover of yourself. You were just trying to bring some worth to yourself, to, to, to work that you may eat, to have some establishment in your life, a foundation, to grow into an adult. And today we see lovers of self in the context of the self-image of self where people are constantly filming themselves, constantly taking videos of themselves, constantly filtering themselves everywhere, uploading it everywhere. And they don't even want to work. What they're doing is they're just going on social media, twerking around their, their, uh, their bodies. They're getting payments for selling themselves as, as digital harlots online. And this is followed through to the gaming community and all over Twitch. It's like this whole generation is being swept away into a idolatry of self and the, per the perfection of self with the filterization of digitalization <laughs> online in a sexual perverted way. And I got news for you. Lovers of money are manifesting everywhere. 
Okay, so much money is being dished out by satanic libtards. They actually make it and dish it out. That's why the market has gone up so much. There's so much more to invest because they just keep printing it out. It's all hyperflated. We got to watch this. Are people becoming proud? Are people becoming arrogant, Paul says? This will be signs. These are signs, not that we're being negative, not that we're preaching a negative message. We're preaching a positive message because we're showing you that we are soon to see Christ return. That's right. We are soon to see a lot of things be rolled back in the spirit realm. There's a great dividing line in the sand right now. That's right. And I got news for you. There's a lot of Christianity people not on the right side. They have actually voted on the levels and gone with their soul, handing it over to abortion, saying, I will support. I'm a believer of Christ. But, hey, I'm going to report. I'm going I'm to support abortion. Wow. How, how's that going to work out for you? How is that going to work good. out for you? If you're showing to somebody that wants to kill babies after birth. And you're supporting that. You're sowing to that. I got news for you. If you're casting your vote for that, you're sowing to that. There's a curse coming on you for this. Now, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeaceable. That's right. Slanderous. Without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Think about that for a minute. Replacing pleasure, I mean replacing God with pleasure. They, they rather have pleasure, meaning they're sowing to their flesh. Understand this. This is all temporal. This is all temporal. It's, you just go around any big gra graveyard or cemetery one day, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll say, most of these people didn't make it. <clears throat> just the way it is. Do you want, what line do you want to be on? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having an appearance of godliness, but denying its power. That's another one. Like Marty was touching on earlier, falls into that category. Because you can look holy, you can have a long beard and all that stuff and try to look like Elijah. And uh, if you don't have the power of God in the gospel like we see in the simplicity of the gospel, there's something wrong. But Paul says, avoid these people, stay the hell away from them. Okay, well, you might say, well, Rich, you sound arrogant sometimes. Maybe I'll stay away from you. Maybe you're right. Maybe I got to repent of a lot of things in my life. Maybe I recognize some certain things in my life, but that's a good point to be in. We want to be to a point where we see problems and we're getting on our knees and saying, God, I need this change. I got a problem with this. And I don't like it. Break up that fallow ground. Get into repentance and renunciation. Get on the straight and narrow path and stay on that straight and narrow path. Prophesy to your feet. To say, feet, I speak unto you. You will stay on the straight and narrow tomorrow. You stay on it the next day, too. You got anything to share on that, Alan? Yeah, uh, Derek Prince said that uh, as we to not be afraid to confess our sins to our Father in heaven, since he is unshockable, 
he knows everything about us and loves us anyway and wants us to confess our sins and our parents' sins. And that way, the legal ground for demons to stay in us departs, and they depart far more easily than if we don't confess our sins. So uh, as we confess them and as we worship God, uh, Richard, you said earlier, uh, seek God early. Um, it says in Psalm 22, verse 26, those who the Lord will so sometimes we hear, you know, you got to seek God, but we don't we're not sure how to do it. The Bible itself says seek God by uh, praising him. And we and that's how we bring his presence into our lives. And may we do it. Amen. Marty, Amen. anything to share on uh, Timothy uh, where Paul was speaking about what the, would manifest in the latter days? Yeah, you know, Rich, you were talking about how it starts out with uh, this lovers of self uh, characteristic. You know, so when you look at perilous times, in, you know, Second Timothy, it starts out, men shall be lovers of their own selves, their own selves, right? They're loving themselves, not God, right? But Jesus, the cross is kind of like the solution to that. And Jesus had the answer. He said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and come and follow me. So I'm going to speak to all those Christians out there that are listening, and their conscience is being pricked, and they're realizing, hey, you know, I've kind of fallen from where I used to be. But if you can recognize that, as Rich said, well, that's a very good thing. See, if, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, and if you can see, wow, you know, I'm not really where I should be, and I'm not where I used to be, because the cross has a remedy for that, this love of self. So we need to get back to denying ourselves, picking up our cross, and following Jesus Christ in total submission and service to him. And I'm really excited about what's going to be happening in Jacksonville, and I'm totally supporting that. And I'm looking forward to seeing the power of God being poured out there and what God is going to do. But how is that going to happen? What's going to happen when we deny ourselves, when we, we come away from our interests, you know, the things that we love, our hobbies, you know, that when we come away from that which consumes our time, you know, our own suke, our own soulish life, and when we crucify that life, you know, the scripture says that if uh, he who tries to save his life, that suke, soulish life, will lose it. But he who loses his life for the gospel's sake shall find it. So that's what we need to do, brethren. Those who are listening, your conscience is being pricked. We need to get back to our first love. You know, that's what, you know, in the book of Revelation, God was saying. He said, you know, return to your first love. So if you look at your life and you say, you know, I've drifted. I've, I'm no longer in the place I used to be. I'm backslidden from where I used to walk in the power of God and the grace of God. You can recognize that. Praise God. I'm going to encourage you right now. I feel that the Holy Spirit and the grace of God is really moving in this broadcast. I, I feel God's presence several times. And the Holy Spirit's drawing people right now, saying, come to me. Come back to your first love. Come back to that prayer closet, that place of intimacy with Christ. And I think you can sum up Christianity in this. It's intimacy with Christ through the Holy Spirit. And if you've fallen from that place, and maybe you've tried to replace that with blowing horns, wearing beanie caps, 
you know, looking out in the woods, looking for new moons, or, or whether you've gone into this hyper grace thing that God overlooks all sin, which he does not. Um, there's, for every sin, there's an equal recompense of reward for every transgression, the word says. So you're not getting away with anything. So come away from all that and come back into that place of intimacy with Christ. Return to your first love. You know, Dallas Home did a song. I encourage everyone to go out there and listen to this song. Google it. Dallas Home. And I think it was, Come Let Us Return to the Lord. And what a powerful song. Come and let us return to the Lord. Could I play it and now or am I going to get copyrighted? No, you could play it in a minute here. Could that I play it or am I going to get play. copyrighted? Yeah. You're good copyrighted. I don't think so. Well, well, I, oh, yeah, Marty, I, you're trying to I warn me down a copyright I, strike. Nice. Yeah, Marty. Well, you know, Repent. that song, Come Let Us Return Unto the Lord. Okay, so that's what we got to Can you sing do. it? Because we don't we, know it. Yeah, I, well, I don't want to damage Alan, the... Uh, sing it. The um, I don't know it, so I can't sing it. But that's right. the key. Awkward silence. If we can return, if we can return to intimacy, if we can return to the Lord, if we can deny ourselves, because, Rich, you hit it on the head there. It's, it's, it's a characteristic of self-love in the last days. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's what we're Rich, seeing everywhere. Everybody clarify. loves themselves. They put themselves first. So if we can deny ourselves, pick up the cross of Christ, and follow the Lord, Return to him. That's when we're going to find the Spirit of God moving in our lives again. That's where we're going to be under his grace, his mercy. We repent, we turn to the Lord. And I encourage everyone out there to do yeah. that quickly because time is running out. Yeah, well, Jesus was accurate when he said in Matthew twenty four eleven that many false prophets, false teaching shall rise and many shall be deceived. I think we covered just a couple of them here today. And uh, I would urge you, like Marty just said, get back to that simplicity of the gospel. Uh, Brother Paul talked about commune with the Holy Ghost. Begin to get into that commune with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will draw you away from all this riffraff. And you might have others that are, that are wrapped up in riffraff. But Paul said you got to get away from them. He said do not be around such people. So uh, denying any of the power in any way uh, or criticizing the simplicity of the gospel is even worse. And that's what a lot of them will do today. A lot of these flim flammers, uh, a lot of these cake bakers. I see a lot of people coming against the deliverance ministry lately. Uh, but, you know, Jesus also warned of uh, the love of money would, would grow cold uh, because of the increase of this wickedness. Wickedness is increasing you could just put the news on at night just for a second or two. Look at the violence. Look at the level of contempt some of these criminals must have for humanity to do what they're doing to people for no reason, to just throw them in front of a subway train, to just beat them and shoot them and just destroy children, shoot them in the streets, steal cars, just total chaos, drug people falling all over, dropping dead everywhere. And Biden is allowing all that. He likes the chaos. These people love it. They love slaying. They love killing. The border is wide open. The cartels are running him. 
fentanyls all over the streets. Just go on YouTube. Look at all the people that are testimonies of addiction to fentanyl and killing people all over the United States. So much so that Mexico has, has made an ad using the drug use in Philadelphia. People zoned out and, and nodding out all over the streets, pissing themselves. They have that in a video now trying to help Mexicans not get on drugs. They're literally showing our country. And that fentanyl has been coming up through Mexico. The cartels are running it. And this here is such a hatred for humanity to want people to be so infected with these drugs, killing them, killing hundreds of thousands of our youth. You know, what level of insanity is manifesting in folks in this time? And how did it happen? It happened through the leadership and of Christianity, the the. the the church is not the way it was. The simplicity of the gospel is being forsaken and replaced with weird doctrines. The rise of false teachings has perverted the truth in such a way that the sustaining factor and the sustaining power of the gospel and the hedges lifting in this country. And you could just feel it. You could see it. And uh, it says because of this, the love of many is growing cold. Is a waxing of love. They don't have even the slightest humanity uh, for man to, to, to help man. It's the reversal of the Good Samaritan. It's just unbelievable insanity manifesting. So much so that even parts of Europe are looking at our abortion laws and saying, whoa, that's way too much. You remember years ago, it was like, you know, Europe was leading the charge for abortion. Well, it's flipped. The satanic libtards here are so insane that they have Europe saying, how are we going to catch up to America? They're so wicked. And yeah, they're right. Revelation 18, Mystery Babylon. Fallen, fallen is the great whore, Babylon, dwelling with demons. Every, the home of a very unclean bird. Think about what's going on. Mystery Babylon. Manifesting in such a way that has perverted the nations. And you see this transgenderism being promoted heavenly in uh, Central America right now. They're getting these trannies. They fly them in down there. And they prayed them around the children in the schools down there. They're infecting all these children with these tranny uh, people. And they come in there. They swing dildos around at the kids. I mean, I didn't have that when I was growing up. I didn't have tranny smacking me with dildos and jumping around. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, what the heck is going on? Why is, why is our tax money funding these trannies flying all over, perverting children? And then teaching them that they need to sever their genitalia off. I didn't want to pay for that. How is that not perverting the world with wickedness? That's what the level we're at. Where judgment on this nation would be a righteous judgment. And they're luring us down a path of, of judgment. They're bringing in where God is going to break his silence suddenly. That's right. We're on the losing end of the stick here. And if our it all government starts- actually, if our government actually worships Satan, and they're uh, flying uh, 
you know, tranny training down to Central America, and they're bringing in drugs as fast as possible, and they're trying to pervert the world as fast as possible, and trying to start a war as fast as possible, a nuclear war, then it could be that these Satan worshipers uh, are basically trying to offer up the United States on the altar of nuclear fire to Satan as an offering. Uh, that's yeah, they, hate, they hate themselves, Amen. too. They literally would want to blow themselves up because they hate you so much. They hate Christianity. They would, uh, this one witch that was in hell that uh, Mary Kay Baxter testified about was promised by Satan that if she kills herself, he will uh, resurrect her. But, of course, he deceived her, and she just wound up in hell and was doomed and damned forever. So he might be making a deal like that with them, that I'll protect you from the nuclear fire. Just start nuclear war. That that could be going on. I don't know. They sure act like yeah, it. Yeah, they're leading us down a dark road, and they don't care. And they've right. branched out to other countries with these tranny people. They're, they're slapping them around. They're teaching the children to, to uh, sever the genital off at eight years old. I mean, abomination. 20 years ago, if I would have told you this, you would have been like, that's impossible. Well, it's happening now. We are flying them and shipping them around, and your tax money's paying for it. This is Mystery Babylon infecting the whole world with wickedness. It's manifesting right before your eyes. I got news for you. Every Babylon had an Antichrist system come out of it. That's why you know the Antichrist system is going to rise right here. And I got news for you. Nimrod had his form out of an Antichrist system. That was in Babylon. I got news for you. The golden image to bow down at the sound of the flute, the harp, and the trumpet. That image of gold, six cubits wide, six cubits high, 666 image of gold. Everybody had a bow to that image. It's another prophetic type and foreshadow of the Antichrist system. Guess where it happened? Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow to that image. We have to be in a place like that. We have to turn our back on the system that's rising. We can't be going along with voting with satanic libtards for abortion. That's not going to work out for you, Christian semi-believer. Hey, what about the people who uh, listen to what you just said, Richard, and say, well, uh, the, the certain the Democrats, they support women's shelters what about that yeah we just had one of them yeah that's the straw man right oh we're doing this so we got to kill babies no killing babies is completely hated by god and it's unpardonable blood in the land if you look in the book of chronicles he said god would not pardon the shedding of innocent blood it's not good you're slaying the baby and it's like marty said earlier for satanic power is why they really do it they get satanic power. It's a Jezebelic format. And uh, that straw man ain't going to work. We're hip to all the satanic libtard straw man arguments. We can catch them in a minute. We know how to turn them around and, and shoot them down to hell where they belong. But I got news for you. If you're a believer promoting uh, the libtard party, which is a satanic organization, and you're kicking along voting for it, you're, gonna, you're actually damning yourself. You're damning yourself. You're kicking a, a brick on up to a satanic plan. That is not going to work out for you. They are using your money. They are using the influence of this country to pervert children all over the world and sever their genitalia off. That reminds me, as of 2008, so this figure is really old, it's 14 years old, uh, one-third of evangelical Christians voted for Obama, and one-half of Catholics voted for him also. It's, I hope that's 
changed drastically in the last 14 years. But still, even back then, what the hell are you voting for that guy for and his, you know, abortion uh, agenda? I don't get you it. Got, you got you to gotta vote for something that's biblically lined, biblically lined up with scripture. Not slaying babies is that. If something is not slaying the baby or severing their genital off, that is probably good. But when you're voting for something that does that, slays the baby, or if it survives and lives, eight years old, hey, when the baby's eight, we'll send a uh, satanic prophet of doom on them, which is a tranny, and they will teach them to sever their uh, penis off. So, you know, uh, you're promoting that. That's what you want. That's what you're voting for. That's not going to work out. You're, pro- you're promoting Satanism. The, per- the perverting of the children is something that Christ hates. The slaying of children is something Christ really hates. So why are you mm-hmm. siding with it? What is wrong with you, man? Yeah, Let me yeah, give you a bite. These- Come on, man. If you cause one of these little ones to stumble, it's better that a millstone be hung around your neck and you be, you be drowned in the depths of the sea. Yeah, let Carol. me ask you, Alan. Is slaying them calling, causing them to stumble? It's 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 uh, the offering of innocent blood, and yeah, it's causing them yeah. to not exist. Okay. And uh, spreads the spirit of murder throughout the land to where we're numb to people dying. Yeah. All right, bad. so if you're supporting leadership, that is sending satanic prophets dressed up as trannies with these wacky vibrators, teaching children to sever their penis off at eight years old and, and paying for it and paying for it. Is that causing the children to stumble? Yes. And you just from and I just remembered right now about the uh, the man who owned several, several abortion clinics. Uh, he had a light plane and he was loading in his uh, children and his grandchildren and uh, the light plane with his children and grandchildren went down and uh, I think 14 people and all something like that died. And I saw this posted on the on a Web page and uh, some, you know, Democrat was in there saying, well, let's not make this conversation about, oh, God did this. Well, you know, God doesn't love God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But that man sowed a whole lot of death in his community by owning those abortion clinics. How could he not? reap death in his own family. I remember a very famous uh, Democrat. He owned a lot of liquor companies, produced a lot of liquor and fed it to American people. And, you know, he watched a whole bunch of his children die and uh, he couldn't do anything about it because he himself was in a crippled state. So you can't sow death through alcohol or death through abortion clinics and expect to have a blessed, happy life in the end. It'll swallow you up and destroy you in the end. Sadly, Amen. Let me let me ask let me ask you a question. Uh, do you think the Apostle Paul would have uh, supported leadership in Rome that was slaying babies and, and chopping their penis off? No, he would. He would have probably not, not supported right? them and yeah, sowing bad things, and you'll reap bad things. May can we I, not do it, Amen. Can I comment on this, um, Marty? You have I just saw uh, ten seconds. I just saw something in the spirit. Okay, I saw Eli, and I feel like the Holy Spirit said that the fathers, the the husbands in the church, the men, the whole church system in America has got the spirit of Eli upon it. And what I saw was that, okay, they're allowing their children to fornicate, and then I've even heard stories of Christian fathers taking their own daughters who are pregnant 
to abortion clinics to have them aborted, even pastors. I've heard stories of pastors taking their own daughters to abortion clinics and having their daughter get an abortion in order uh, for damage control, to try to keep it hidden from the church so that they don't bring reproach upon their income level. So we have pastors out there who are letting their children fornicate, and then when their daughters get pregnant, they bring them to abortion clinics and have the, the, the baby aborted to hide it from the rest of the church to keep their income flowing. The spirit of Eli is resting upon the, the, the fathers and the leadership of the Church of America, where they won't correct their own sons and their own daughters. They won't tell them to repent because they themselves are living an adulterous lifestyle, where they themselves are fornicating, where they themselves are cheating on their spouse. So therefore, they allow their own children to do the same thing because they can't correct them because they themselves are compromised in their walk with God. So the spirit of Eli doth rest upon the church of America. And, and you want to know why this land is under a curse? Because the fathers cannot correct their own children because they themselves are adulterers and fornicators, and they're, they're fornicating themselves. Repent! There's only one solution. We, we, we're telling you today that solution. His name is Jesus Christ. You need to get back to him. You need to forsake all your Hebrew to Jesus and do it fast. Yes. And you need to repent of all that's coming between you and that intimacy with Christ, that simplicity that Rich and uh, Alan and I have been talking to you about today, and that's the simplicity is that we are saved by grace through the shed blood of Christ, and we need to be in relationship with him through the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and obedient to the Spirit. Let's get back to that, people. And let's repent of the spirit of Eli, where, where parents will not even correct their own children. There you go. Fornicators. We're getting ready to close with that. Um, watch radio representing Florida. Oh, just sounds horrible. I need to move out of here. I'm going to be moving uh, somewhere else. You know, where should I move? Back to Florida. I mean, can I get New a York. boat and just yeah. live on a boat and go where I want? You could do that. All right. So wow, you could basically live on a boat and then go. Come up here to New York in the summer and then motor on back down to Florida for the winter. You could do well, you, that. You live in Libtardville. I do. So, you know, can't be good there either. Well, you know. Uh, I mean, they stole the election case, from uh, from uh, from Z- uh, Zeldin. Zeldin got ripped off. I heard there was all tons of missing votes from Long Island. Yeah, um, but uh, fortunately there were enough new Republican voters in New That's York. That's not the that, way it was supposed uh, to be. He was supposed to win. It's pretty obvious right, when all the, uh, the, the, the the all the races unto him won that they did something at the top. It's the same thing right, with the but, governor races. You can't tell me the governorship race had a, a seven or eight point spread in Nevada, but the Senate race got sucked up. That doesn't happen. In normal politics, that is not normal. You're okay. right. Everything you said is right. And Scott Pressler registered a bunch of new Republicans in New York. That's why some seats got flipped from blue to red in New York, giving us control of the House of Representatives, which allows uh, investigations into uh, various Democrat crimes. 
Listen, so them stealing the Senate is a problem because they're going to try it to is. do witchcraft against Justice Thomas. They're going to want to start replacing Justice. They're going to be doing heavy witchcraft now. They're satanic. Um, they got the Senate now. They stole it. Uh, they are evil. They're satanic people. And I got news for you. Um, we got to watch ourselves because if they here's what I said to somebody earlier, or I said it on Facebook, uh, if they can keep a retard in power that's crapping himself, his mind is gone. He doesn't know where he's wandering around, shaking invisible people's hands, and destroyed the country, opened the border, the border, and killed hundreds of thousands of people with drugs, giving power to the cartels. And destroy the economy with with everything, with oil, with gas. If they can keep someone like that in power and then dump an actual retard that needs a hockey helmet in the leadership in Pennsylvania and outperform an actual real good heart surgeon, someone that's smart, (laughs) you got a problem. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible with them. You ever see that all things are possible with God? Well, we're in a time where anything's possible for a satanic libtard. They could, and, they could have a whole fleet of retards in the Senate in about half yes. a, in a few years. Right, with hockey helmets, diapers, <laughs> wandering around farting themselves like Biden did uh, over in Europe. He's just started blowing a two-minute fart at somebody. I mean, these people are nuts. I mean, this is like one flew over the wacko nest we're watching. In real and time. They got their mojo power from the deficiency of the simplicity of the gospel. This is all comes down from the, the, the salt losing, losing a savior. That's what's happening. Oh yeah. You just, yeah. If I was a satanic liptard, I would definitely pay for my people to go through seminaries and run churches the wrong way. I would do that. And I wouldn't put if, it past them to actually do that. If people were sticking to revival formats that work, setting up tents, doing mass healing and mass deliverance, do preaching of repentance, preaching the simplicity of the gospel and walking out and living it and preaching holiness all over this nation when there's only a minute fraction of there was back in the 1960s, 1950s, uh, this wouldn't be happening. There would be a massive head job. There would be more mojo on the conservative side. But what's happening is God just shoving quail in the mouths of the leadership. They're getting it. They're getting that flesh formula. And they wanted the flesh formula, and they're getting it shoved down their throats. And things are getting worse. This is wickedness rising. We have to be that remnant. We have to be a Goshen in this hour. We have to walk it out. We have to do the exploits of... of scripture where we're going around doing small revivals, maybe on not on the magnitude that we wanted, but at least we're doing something. Doing yeah, something. We don't, despise, we don't despise small beginnings. And yeah, you might have to uh, uh, pass out tracts and uh, preach to people one-on-one, and then it, it'll grow from there as God blesses what you've done. And then pretty soon you're having meetings in your house, and then uh, pretty soon you're having uh, you're preaching on the radio, and pretty soon... Amen. All right. Well, uh, we're over time here. I'm going to thank Wolfenstein for actually getting out of bed and joining us. That's a miracle. Thank you, Praise Wolfenstein. Well, you know, the whoa, 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 whoa. we're, we're in overtime now. Bound. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, yeah, I want to say this. Though. Where sin doth abound, the grace of God doth much more abound. 
So some people may be looking around saying, well, what's the hope? Well, the hope is is in God's grace. That's right. Hallelujah. I, yeah, let's end it with that. Um, so for, for the record, I'm Richard Keltner. That's Alan Proprietary. And uh, Paradia, Alan Paradia, known as Alan. And Wolfenstein yes. is Martin Banner, in case you want to find him on Facebook or whatnot. But we will be back next week, and uh, Peter uh, will be joining us, Doomsday Dad, with another report. So thank you for tuning in and listening. This is Watching Radio saying farewell, and God bless ye all. Amen, guys? Amen. All right, guys, I'll catch you later on a three-way call, and uh, God bless you all. Good day. God bless. Good night.